Hey everybody, welcome to a Wednesday morning from the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source. It is time for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. And we're going to be standing by and talking with realty expert John Brodine right after this. What would tomorrow look like if you sold your house today? Maybe you'd move to a new city or a new country. Maybe you'd pick up birding or birdies. You could get into wine, not that into wine, or skiing, warmer skiing. Or maybe you'd spend more time doing nothing at all. When you're ready for whatever comes next, we'll be ready to help you get there. Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. All right, and we are back with your realty expert, John Brodine. Got to give him some applause there. And, um... You know, Adam's going to start getting mad at me because he doesn't get the applause Uh-oh. that you get. Uh-oh. Now we told him. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to be going, what the heck? And I can hear him right now. Yeah. Um, how have you been? I've been good. Good, yeah, good, how about good. yourself? Doing really good. Um, awesome. Wife is coming along pretty good? Yeah, she's doing good. So it's going to be like 26 or 27 weeks yeah. uh, coming up here. So um, past the nausea stage, belly's getting bigger. Yeah. So. Are, are you getting nervous? A little bit. We got, you know, some setup to do with the nursery and everything. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit overwhelming. Don't know what to expect, but. You know, I, babies scare the bejesus out of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do. When both my grandkids were born, um, I'm one of those guys. I, I don't even like to hold them because I'm afraid I'm going to break them or drop them or, or something like that. But, um, you know, the kids are like Gumbies, you know, these yeah. babies. But um, uh, I'm super stoked for you guys. Thanks. I bet you this yeah, is really exciting you. for you. It is. Yeah, it, it's you know, uncharted wa- un- uncharted waters for us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you think it's hard having a puppy? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, but the puppies never grow up. That's the problem. No, they, that is they, the problem. They stay with you know. Yeah, and your baby probably won't eat your couch either. That's true. Our dog's pretty good about that. Thank God. <laughs> okay. He, he has a thing. You know, you wouldn't believe this. He has a thing for AirPods and earbuds. Oh yeah. It's kind of more. Exp- well, not more expensive than a couch, but it's yeah. an expensive. Uh, oh, you're habit. darn right, it is. He's chewed through a couple pairs of AirPods, oh. so we can't leave them on the edge of the coffee table. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about him, but he will go after them. And he'll even—he's even, he's even uh, mine. He just chewed up the case pretty bad. Yeah, um, but he actually got Carolyn's AirPods out of the plastic. Oh wow! And chewed them up. Oh no! Yeah, (laughs) I thought it was bad. My pups like my wife's socks. Oh yeah, she she can never find any socks socks anymore. Yeah, any day. So I I wanted to ask you this because I have kind of been through this scenario um, years ago. But um, what do you do if you need to sell your home in order to buy a new home? Yeah. So this is kind of a scary thing for somebody who's in there. Uh, they've they've been in their starter home for seven years now. Their mm-hmm. family's grown. They need to uh, get into a larger home and they need to make that move up home purchase. Usually it's that second home purchase uh, in their life. So they've never sold a home before. They don't know exactly what to expect with selling a home. They've bought a home before, but they've never sold and bought simultaneously before and never sold a home before. So it's kind of scary. Um, it's going to depend a little bit on what the market's like, but if it's a balanced market or a seller's market, like we're in now and like we've been in for the past two years, Mm -hmm. um, you do not want to go ahead and start home shopping before you get your host ready to sell and put on the market. And here's the reason for that. So when you make an offer on a home and you, uh, it needs to be contingent upon you listing and selling your home, even if they do accept your offer, it's unlikely that you'll be able to get your offer accepted very easily because in a competitive environment, sellers don't like those offers. Right. They want offers that aren't contingent upon a home sale. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you do get your offer accepted, it's not a done deal. You haven't locked that place up. If they get a different offer, they'll give you a 48-hour notice to remove your contingency either by 
showing that you have a purchase agreement on your house that you bought that you're selling mm-hmm. or by proving with a bank letter that you can afford a mortgage to buy that house and afford both mortgage payments, which is very hard for Hoofed most up. people. I yeah. don't run into too many people that have that ability. Um, so you could lose that house even after you've gotten your offer accepted because you're still waiting to get your home on the market and get it sold. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a lot of heartbreak. That's an emotional roller coaster people shouldn't have to go through. So it's better to get your home ready to sell, get your house on the market, get an offer accepted, and then get real serious about home shopping. But what if we end up homeless? What if we have to sell our home yeah. and we haven't found a new one yet, right? That's the next question people ask. Um, what we do is when we're negotiating the offer that comes in on your home that you have to sell, we're going to want to make that uh, purchase agreement subject to you finding and closing on your home of choice. What this means is you're not going to be obligated to sell your home and close on it, move out of it until you find and close on your home of choice. Mm -hmm. So this allows you to push things out a little further. Uh, If you haven't found the right home yet, if you decide to give up and stay in the home, you're able to do that. Uh, You're not contractually obligated to sell the home to these people. Um, So it's... A lot of people don't know these moving parts. A lot of people don't know that the house can get taken out from underneath you if you have an offer accepted and you haven't sold your home yet. Mm-hmm. People don't know that part. People also don't know that you can make the sale of your own home subject to you finding and closing on a home of choice. Oh, okay. So you're probably better off trying to sell your house first? Yes. I mean, is there like a time limit? You know, if it's contingent on selling your previous home that you're in now, is there a time limit or you just be pulled away if somebody comes up with a better offer and says, I can get you the money today? So the, the time when you're at risk of losing, you, losing your deal on the new home is in that time period from when you've gotten the offer accepted on the new home subject to your home selling until you get an offer accepted on your home. Okay. So once you get an offer accepted on your home, then it's more smooth sailing and you know you've got it. But that could be, depending on how close you are to being able to put your house on the market, there might be work that needs to be done. There might be stuff that needs mm-hmm. to get fixed. Um, you know, it could be weeks, could be a month before you get an offer accepted. Also, depending on how good of a job your listing agent does to get the home sold quickly. Um, so that's just, that's a lot of stress, a lot of risk. To answer your question, so it is it is better in a seller's market or balance market to list your home and sell it get it under contract first before getting really serious about shopping. You can do it in the reverse order where you're making offers contingent upon your home sale and have a little bit better success in a buyer's market. Buyer market is characterized by fewer buyers on the market in the market and more homes on the market. So the, uh, the sellers who are on the market are more desperate for offers. They're willing to look at offers with more contingencies that are less sure of a deal. Um, and there's also fewer buyers that are, so your chances of getting it stolen out from underneath you are lower as mm-hmm. well. And you know, these are all things, um, <clears throat> again, I'm learning new stuff here. Um, just another reason uh, why they should probably get a hold of a realty expert like you well beforehand yeah. so they know all of this stuff. Now, I've got a scenario for you here. Uh, we've talked a lot about um, maybe going from your first starter home, um, moving up into a bigger house, um, families growing. Well, what if um, all of a sudden the family is getting smaller uh, pretty soon? You, you know, you're, you're all alone. Uh, the kids are grown away and, and moved away and, and you're empty nesters. So what happens, say, if you've got, and I'm just going to throw numbers out there again, a uh, $400,000 house, um, say it's paid for, and you want to downsize, uh, say, maybe a duplex or something, you know, one floor, uh, mm-hmm. slab on grade, um, and your house is paid for, is it worth trying to get a mortgage to get that second house before 
your previous house sells. That seems like a lot. Or will the bank maybe say, well, since you've got this $400,000 house you're going to sell, um, it shouldn't be that hard. But um, what, what would you do there? So that's an excellent question. So you've got a $400,000 house. It's paid off. You're trying to get into a less expensive, smaller home mm-hmm. um, to downsize. And uh, so this is a much different scenario than the move-up home buyer who's selling their starter home to get up into a larger home. Okay. Um, because your house is paid off, what you'd be able to do, and you'd want to talk to a banker. There might even be better options than this, but the first thing that pops to mind for me is a HELOC. You can take a home equity line of credit against that $400,000 of equity that you've got, and then you'd be able to buy the next house in cash. So you'd be in an excellent negotiating position because you wouldn't need to make a contingent upon your home sale, mm. and you'd be offering cash. So you're a, you're an amazing buyer, you're a dream buyer for a for a seller. Okay, so, so you'd be able to get a much better deal. Oh yeah. And then what you do is you just once you've bought that home, you used your HELOC to purchase that home. Getting HELOCs very easy, especially when you have a paid off house. Then when you sell your, so you get moved into the next one, you close on it, and then you put your home on the market, you sell it. And once it's sold, you take those proceeds and you pay off your HELOC and then you're all done. Okay. Now, um, another thing that I have heard, um, it's never happened to me, but um, if you pay cash for a house, uh, say like we're talking, um, do you still recommend uh, having the inspection and all that stuff done? Because I know a lot of them, they don't. Um, You know, it depends on what the market's like. Mm -hmm. So we do, it's it's kind of as a general rule of thumb, it's always a good idea to get a home inspection. It's going to depend a little bit on how new the home is because an older home has more stuff that you are trying to find. Uh, a newer home, there's just less stuff that is has reached its end of life. You know, the, sure. the age of all the materials is fairly new still. It's still not a bad idea to get a home inspection. It's up to you to decide whether it's worth it or not. Um, if you're trying to make the cleanest possible offer, it would be with no inspection and no appraisal. And that's probably how you'd be able to get the best deal. Mm -hmm. The risk you run there is uh, the appraisal kind of keeps you from overpaying in some ways. And the inspection makes sure that there's no giant major expensive items that are going to end up, you know, going out on you. That's going to cost you. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're buying a used car, you know, a house is a whole different deal. And if, uh, you know, if you've got the cash in hand, go buy it. Why not spend the extra money to get the inspection? Because then there's no surprises, which nobody likes in the real estate world. And, and there, it's not just either make it contingent on home inspection or not do a home inspection. Mm-hmm. You could uh, not make it contingent upon a home inspection, but you could still do a home inspection just so everything's for your knowledge. And then that assures the seller you're not going to nickel and dime them over right. every crack in the sidewalk. Yeah, just to satisfy yourself uh, knowing that this thing uh, flew through the, the home inspection, everything's good, yep. should be no worries. Now you can enjoy your new home. Yep. And to piggyback on something you said before, you brought up the... Uh, scenario with the paid off home and downsizing, mm-hmm. you'd mentioned getting in touch with me early. Um, if you're that move up home buyer, getting out of your starter home, getting into a larger home, um, that is probably the most important thing you can do. I'll tell you a story of two different buyers quickly here. Okay. Uh, I had um, somebody reach out to me and they said, we want to buy this house. We love it. Um, we went to an open house on it and I had never talked to him before, but mm-hmm. they had found me through reviews and recommendations or something like that. Um, and, but turns out they owned a home that they needed to sell in order to buy this one. And they had a long ways to go in order to get their house ready to put on the market. You know, they Mm -hmm. had done some nice things to their home, but there were some unfinished projects. So they were unable to get that home that they had fallen in love with. And they would have been on a major time crunch if they, even if they were able to get it. Uh Um, then I'll tell you a different buyer 
um, who also owned a home. Does this one have a happier ending? Well, it, and it's in process, <laughs> okay. in, in progress still, but I can already tell you it's going to have a happier ending okay. because uh, they got in touch with me. They said, hey, John, we're going to be moving within the next year. We want to get the ball rolling on mm-hmm. things and start planning our move where we're going to list and sell our home and then start home shopping. And I'm able to tell them like what exactly needs to get done at their house. We can get pricing and everything figured out ahead of time, keep tabs on that, figure out how much equity they have, so how much money they're going to be able to put from their sale towards their new purchase. Um, it's going to be a stress-free, hassle-free experience for them, even though it's a complicated process. Mm-hmm. With the first people, very complicated, very stressful. They had a massive time crunch, and they ended up kind of getting their hearts broken by not being able to get the first house that they wanted. If they would have gotten in touch with me six months prior, they would have probably been in that first house that they wanted. Yeah, and, and you know, people might uh, get a little scared of hearing that. Uh, get a hold, you know, they got a hold of me a year early, uh, but. When you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars and possibly being the last home you buy, um, you got to get your ducks in a row. I mean, yeah. and you guys are the ones that do that for these yeah. people. And I don't get paid by the hour. I don't get right. paid by the week. You pay me the same whether you whether I'm only helping you for one week versus if I'm helping you for mm-hmm. six months. So you might as well milk all the help you can get out of it, yeah, right? Exactly. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Okay, um, so there are a few more things you need to know if you still need to sell your home in order to buy a new one. Mm-hmm. And, and again, just another one of the many, many, many reasons to see a realty expert like yourself. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, thanks for coming in again today, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, let's see. It's Wednesday. We'll see you again on Friday. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, Friday. All right. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of realty expert, John Brodine, how do they do that? Uh, 701-213-5428 is my cell. If they want to become a client, call or text me. If you want to just get to learn more about real estate, get to learn more about the process, learn about investing, learn about local housing market trends, follow me on Instagram. Subscribe to me on YouTube. I post content almost daily on those platforms. All right, John Brodine, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Well, there you go. Your Wednesday edition of a Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast with realty expert John Brodine in the books. He'll be back in a couple of days, bright and early Friday morning. Make sure you tune in. And until then, have yourself a great day.